The RSVP Trust, changing lives around the world. It's uh, good this morning to um, yes, to speak on this reading that Alison's just read to us, because it's one of my uh, favourite passages in the Bible. Um, because there's a, I see in an aspect of Jesus uh, something that's very like me, which isn't very often. <laughs> but you see. Um, when he goes off to pray early in the morning after healing the sick late into the night, he gets up early and goes off to pray. And his disciples come and say, everybody's looking for you. And the modern equivalent would be, you've got 10 urgent emails, 20 messages on the answer phone. And does Jesus rush to the office? No, he says, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> and there's something that appeals to me about that, that in all the urgency that everyone wants to put on us, that actually those are probably not the most important things. I used to have a sign on my desk that said, um, lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part because there are people around us that always want to come and offload their emergencies and their crisis and often it's of their own making. <clears throat> but as I read today's reading, I noticed two things in this passage and they're right through the Bible, but you see it very clearly in Mark's Gospel, and that is Jesus preaches and he heals and drives out demons. So he preaches the word and then he releases the power of God. And um, he was there, he'd been in the synagogue <coughs> uh, dealing with a man with an unclean spirit just before this passage begins. Then they go out of the synagogue to Peter's house and his mother-in-law is ill and he heals her and then when people uh, know that he's in the house late at night perhaps when you and I would be thinking well that's the day over um, they bring many many sick people and demon possessed people and you can picture it that as the sun was going down and uh, into the night into the darkness probably into the early hours of the morning he was healing many many people and driving out Satan and demons out of uh, people's lives. And if I had a day like that, I'd like a day off the next day. <laughs> but he gets it very early in the morning and goes to spend time with his father. And then if you read the passage as it goes on, he continues to preach and heal and drive out demons. And he says in this uh, passage, um, when they said, everyone's looking for you, he said, let's go somewhere else to preach the gospel in other towns because this is the reason I came. The reason that Jesus came was to preach the word and that's what he did. And he preached not just words but he, with a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. And uh, as I've uh, sort of sought God on how we can see more healing miracles, uh, it strikes me that we need to follow that pattern of Jesus to know God's word. Psalm 107.20 says he sent his word and healed them. Because when we get sick, it's very easy just to focus on the problem. And I know people who've got very serious illnesses, when I ask, <coughs> ask them about it, they'll recite everything the doctors said and they'll know all the long names and they'll know what all the options will be because they're very focused on the problem, especially if it's a terminal illness. Um, but the Bible teaches that, that first and foremost, if we're going to get healed by God, we need to hear what God has said about our situation. And it says that he sent his word and healed them. 
The other thing about this passage we read in Mark's Gospel is it reminded me when I'm in Africa, that's kind of what it's like. Every day we preach maybe two or three times a day and heal the sick. And it just it's like something from the Bible. And one of the reasons we can do that is that when I book a flight to go with a team, they kind of know that's what I'm coming for. We're only there 10 days. And so they set up all these arrangements and appointments where this can happen. And they, they're expecting great things because the big white man's coming. Um, and, and I use that in inverted commas. In fact, when we go to the village, to places where white people don't go, you can gather a crowd just because they want to see a white man. And so you've got a group of people who've just come to see something else, and then you can teach the word of God, and then God does miracles. But the focus is that we have to focus uh, on God's word. He sent his word and healed them. In Proverbs 4:20 to 22, God says, Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for, this is the reason, they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. The word of God brings healing. And if we live according to God's ways, we'll be healthier anyway. But when we get sick, if we can get God's word on our situation, we can find healing. And he says that we're to give attention to his word. And as I said, if you've got a serious illness, it's more natural to give attention to the illness and to read books about the illness. And uh, I've had a bit of a problem with blood pressure last year. And I was in a bookshop the other day and I found a book on how to, you know, get rid of high blood pressure. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Then I thought, no, put that back (laughs) and get the Bible out and see what God says about healing rather than focusing on the problem. And it says in Proverbs to give attention to God's word. And when we give attention to something, it be, the more attention we give something, the more it becomes part of my life, a part of our lives. In 1976, I began to give my attention to a young lady. Uh, I used to think about her, dream about her, talk about her to other people, and spend every waking hour I possibly could. And 30 years later, we're married and we've had 30 years and she would disagree, but I still give her my attention most of the time. (laughs) But the more you give something attention, the more it becomes part of your life. If you've ever been around someone that's fascinated with motorbikes, they give motorbikes their attention, and they probably own one, and they can tell you all about it, and they'll probably be able to fix it and do all sorts of other things. And they might even know the history of it, because it's something that they've given their attention to. So what God is saying is, if you give attention to my word, the power of that word will become part of your life. Uh, And uh, memorizing the scriptures about healing is very powerful. Romans 10.8 says that uh, the word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. Those are the two places you need to put God's word for them to be effective. First of all, you need to put it in your mouth. So one of the exercises I do is to read look up what the Bible says about healing and speak that out, repeat it. And um, I don't really mind whether I know exactly where the reference is, but repeat what God's word says. 
And the more I do that, just day by day as I'm sort of going around, it drops down about 18 inches and comes into your heart so that you not only know it with your head, but something happens. Because the word of God is like a seed, even the word I'm speaking now, there may be something I say that you don't quite get, but it's a seed. And maybe when you go home, a light comes on, uh, people tell me, you know, well, I, mean, I remember one lady told me, I remember 10 years ago when you said this, and she said what I'd said. And I thought, I don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> I think what happened is I said something else, and as she thought on it and meditated on it, she got a revelation from God. So the word of God comes like a seed. So we need to be putting that uh, into our hearts and into our lives. Mark 4:14. In the explanation of the parable of the sower says that the sower sows the word. So we need to get the word of God like a seed. And even if we don't understand it, begin to meditate on it, think about it, so it becomes uh, a part of our lives. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So as we listen to the word of God, faith comes. And um, I meant to bring... Uh, I've had some letters this week from people who got healed at various meetings or I've been to. I meant to bring them with me to read a couple out, but I've, I've left them at the office, unfortunately. But the one that struck me was a lady who'd been suffering for many years with depression. And uh, she said when she came to the meeting and came forward for prayer, uh, something started. And then she began to read that little healing book I've written read what the Bible said, and she's free from depression. Um, so I think this is the kingdom of God that we should be expecting when we come to church, not just words in a sermon, but to see what the Bible says and that the kingdom comes. Paul, St. Paul says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but of power. And he said he didn't come with wise words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So we don't have a lot of uh, time today in this service, but I just want to stop there and say that if you come and you've got a need for healing, uh, that we can pray, we can live out what we've just read in Mark chapter 1 and pray for the sick and expect God to come and do healing. So I'm going to pray first of all, and then when I've just prayed for all of us, if you want uh, just someone to lay hands on you and pray for a healing, Uh, just come forward very quickly. We won't take a lot of time about that. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you that Jesus came and he told us to pray, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we pray today in this church, amongst ourselves, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done as it is in heaven the very things we've read in your word of the sick being healed, the kingdom of darkness being put to flight, peace and life coming. We pray that you would do that here today in our lives. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you here and we pray your kingdom come, your will be done here as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. The RSVP Trust, changing lives around the world.